God-fearing, pistol-packing patriot, free-thinker and spiritual, who has always taken the road less traveled, CEO of Definitely Holly. This is Definitely Holly. Not maybe, but definitely. You're listening to the Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL 1019 and 941. Now, if you miss any of my episodes, my shows, you can go to NewstalkSTL.com. You just type in, in the search bar, Definitely Holly, and you can find every single one of my shows, all my episodes right there on News Talk STL. Again, you just look up Definitely Holly on NewstalkSTL.com. Also, you can go to anywhere you've, you uh, listen to your podcast, like Spotify and Apple, and you can look up the Definitely Holly Show. You'll see my logo, and you can listen that way as well. So just two different ways to listen if you can't, if you miss an episode, one of the live episodes. So make sure you're tuned in. Make sure you follow the episodes on like my, my Definitely Holly Show on Spotify and Apple and I really appreciate you tuning in as well. Appreciate all the listeners. So last time or last Saturday, we talked about LifeWave and the X39 patch. Now, I love the X39 patch. I just want to briefly mention that again before we start today's show. I'm actually wearing it right now on my neck and it's called X39. Now, one of the sponsors of my show, her name is Sherry McCants and we had her on last Saturday. She is the senior LifeWave director, and she was the one that introduced me to LifeWave and the X39 patch. And I love it because just like what they say, don't patch it, repair it. Because in life, we put Band-Aids on all sorts of different problems, and we just expect these problems to go away by putting a Band-Aid on it. You know, pop another pill, mask the problem, never taking care of the root of the problem because you have to go back to the root. And if you don't fix the root issue, you'll always have the problem. And not only will you have a problem, but you'll have, you'll have even more issues because that's what big pharma does. You know, you have these pills with all the side effects, which create more problems. It's just evil and it's just a moneymaker and that's how they get you. And it just creates more problems. So what's great about LifeWave and the X39 patch is it's totally natural and it totally works with your body. And that's what I love about it. It's all holistic. We're going to be talking a little bit about technology today. Um, you know, some technology is not so good and it's um, going to be very detrimental for our future. But then there's technology such as LifeWave and the X39 patch, which is, again, it's not from big government. Um, there's a CEO of the company and he's the one that came up with it. Uh, this is all holistic, natural, like I said. So, I mean, you get your rapid pain relief. There's reduced inflammation. Um, this patch also supports um, like healing in the body, wounds, uh, energy. You get a lot of energy from this patch as well. Just the mental clarity of your life as well. It also enhances uh, sports performance. And then also there's faster recovery when you exercise and improved skin appearance. So I'm seeing all these things in my own life because... I just don't talk about the X39 patch. It's a part of my life as well. And I'm wearing it on my neck right now. And I love it. Um, you can place it either on your neck or on um, the uh, the lower part of your stomach or wherever you're experiencing pain. And again, this patch, it works with, with your body naturally through light in your body. And, and it repairs your stem cells, which is, again, it's non-invasive. It's safe. And it's very cost effective. It's just a great way to heal the body. And I just want to mention real quick, too, you know, I've been talking about, you know, the side effects of, you know, big pharma and what it does to your body. You know, this is just an all natural way to help heal the body. And, you know, like when you have someone who has cancer often, and I know this firsthand because my grandmother, she she died of cancer. But what, what I want to clarify with that is she didn't actually die of the cancer. She died of the chemotherapy and the side effects from the chemotherapy. So 
again, look at the root problem and try to fix it. And that's what uh, this X39 patch does. And I just, I love it. I'm a big believer and advocate of holistic health, wellness, and nutrition. And that's why I just love this. It's affordable, again, all natural stem cell activation technology. I mean, this is crazy. By age 35, we have literally lost over 60% of our stem cells. And then by age 60, our stem cells have decreased by 90%. This is why, you know, our bodies don't heal as fast, why our recovery from injury and illness and even uh, strenuous exercise is just so much slower as we age. We see this. So all these great benefits from this patch. Take a listen to this video and you'll hear a little bit more about the X39 patch. Light, an ancient form of energy that goes back to the dawn of time. For us, it all begins with the sun, the source of light and life for our entire solar system. Even Einstein concluded that everything we're made of contains light. All life originates with the sun through photosynthesis. Plants and vegetation collect the light and all living creatures emit light. Humans actually emit infrared light, which can be seen with night vision devices. We've known for centuries that light has many effects on the body. LifeWave's phototherapy patches use light to stimulate the body's natural healing systems, providing specific health benefits. Here's how the technology works. First, a patch is applied to specific points on the body. Where the patch covers the skin, infrared light emitted from the body is reflected back into the tissue. This stimulates the skin, which in turn stimulates specific regions of the brain. The brain then taps into the body's own natural flow of energy and the ability to heal itself. Let's take a look at why this is important on a cellular level. For example, a number of our patch products help counteract free radicals, oxygen molecules that damage cell proteins and contribute to visible signs of aging. When the body is stimulated through phototherapy to release its own antioxidants, these free radicals are neutralized naturally. So there you heard it. And if you have any other questions, feel free to reach out to me at def- definitelyholly at gmail.com or find me on Facebook. Look up Definitely Holly. Send me a message. Again, that's definitelyholly at gmail.com. Or you can even contact Sherry McCants directly at smcants49 at gmail.com. So that's smcants, C-A-N-T-S, 49 at gmail.com or definitelyholly at gmail.com. Now, before we get more in today's uh, main topics, I just want to give a brief shout out to my buddy Boone, Dave Benton. Uh, now, now, I call him Boone, but his real name is Dave Benton, but that's his nickname, Boone. You're probably familiar with him. He was one of the six CIA contractors who responded to the September 11th, 2012 terrorist attacks on the U.S. consulate in Benghazi. Now, Boone was actually just in St. Peter's, Missouri this week. He spent the whole week there. I had introduced Boone a few years ago to Ultimate Defense in St. Peter's, Missouri. And now Boone comes in town once or even twice a year, and he hosts classes, special training classes, uh, firearm classes at Ultimate Defense. So this week he had the classes uh, Defensive uh, Carbine Tactics, tactics. he had a Tactical Immediate Response Training, and he had an Armed Vehicle Defense class. Now, these same classes will be offered in early September when he comes back to Ultimate Defense. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Stay tuned for those dates. And I'll actually be taking the armed vehicle defense class myself. I even have a buddy coming in from Kentucky that's going to take this class, too. And we even had, Boone even had um, a guy that drove 12 miles. I'm trying, I can't remember what state he drove from, but he drove, drove 12 miles just to take Boone's class in St. Peter's, Missouri this week. Or I think he took all three classes actually. But Boone, I want to give a quick shout out because he's so supportive and always has been of Definitely Holly and my journey. But he has a new book with uh, Sarah Adams. Now they both co-wrote this book and it's called Benghazi, Know Thy Enemy. It's a cold case investigation. So please go support Sarah and Dave. They've spent years doing all this research to write this book. And now Sarah, Sarah Adams, she's also a former CIA officer, a good one. I just want to throw that in there. 
Um, so Benghazi, know thy enemy, is a never-before-seen look into their cold case investigation, exposing the real terrorists that attacked the U.S. consulate and the CIA uh, annex on September 11th and 12th, 2012, in Benghazi, Libya. And, of course, they wrote the book in honor of uh, Ronan and Bub. May justice finally be served. But, again, they spent so much time writing this book, and I'm so excited for them. It's finally published. It's finally out. So look this book up. You can purchase it on Amazon. I just want to throw that out there because, again, Boone is just an amazing person. He's always been supportive, and he is such a humble, down-to-earth, uh, good person, and he deserves our support, especially fighting for our country. So that uh, another book you can actually purchase while you're on Amazon when we're talking about books. I'm currently reading this awesome book, Getting Inspiration, for my own book called Unbecoming. Now, I talked a little bit about this on uh, my prior show, but this book is called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Now, this is one of the best quotes that I just love this quote, and I want to share this with you. I love sharing quotes, but this relates to a lot about uh, what I'll talk about today. So he says, Read the Bible. Satan doesn't show up as a demon with a pitchfork or a smoky voice or as Will Ferrell with an electric guitar and fire on um, Saturday Night Live. He's far more intelligent than we give him credit for. Today, you're far more likely to run into the enemy in the farm of, of an alert on your phone while you're reading your Bible or a multi-day Netflix binge or a full-on dopamine addiction to Instagram or a Saturday morning at the office or another soccer game on a Sunday, or commitment after commitment after commitment in a life full of speed. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about on today's show on the Definitely Alley Show. This leads us right into today's main topics of artificial intelligence in the future and what's going on presently as well. Modern day culture and society, I mean, the kids these days, it's a lot different globalists, the small group of globalists who run the world, and the gradual decline in self-reliance. So we're going to touch on all those subjects today, and I have a guest that um, is going to talk about these subjects as as well and his own experiences in life. But again, man, this book is, I really urge you to check that out. So again, that's The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Look that up on Amazon. And also, like I said, go look up that book by Dave Benton and Sarah Adams, Benghazi, Know Thy Enemy, A Cold Case Investigation. So look up both of those. And again, if you want to check out uh, one of Boone's uh, firearms classes, you can as well. I'll be um, sharing some more information when I get um, more info on the dates that he'll, uh, the specific dates he'll be in. But it will be early September and he'll be right here in St. Peter's, Missouri, which is really cool. And if you've never taken his classes, oh my gosh, you are missing out. His classes are amazing. They're so informational. They're hands-on. And I mean, what better person to learn um, firearm knowledge than than Boone? They've Benton himself. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. I've taken two different uh, classes with Boone now, one in Orlando, Florida. I traveled down there and just did a basic um, uh, pistol class. But I am very much so looking forward to this uh, vehicle class in uh, the armed vehicle class in September because I do a lot of the crack classes, which is the civilian response to armed confrontation training. I work a lot of those classes at Ultimate Defense. And so this will bring that type of training into what Boone is teaching because you do use the simunition handguns, um, which is a Glock 17, and they don't shoot real ammo out. It's only the designed, um, the only designed, it's got like a um, like a disc detergent in it, but it only shoots the specific uh, sim rounds out of this simunition handgun, which is a Glock 17 model, and it is the best type of training you can get, real life training. So I'm so excited for September to go ahead and do that. So we have a guest that uh, we're going to talk to, as I mentioned before. And again, we're talking about artificial intelligence, modern day culture and society, just the kids and, you know, the technology that, that it just surrounds them. That's literally in the palm of their hands every single day. The globalists and, of course, the decline in self-reliance and self 
self-sufficiency. And that's just a really bad thing. We need to get back to that. So we're going to take a short break. And when we get back, we're going to get Dan on the phone from St. Charles, Missouri. And you'll hear more after the break. This is the Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL 1019 and 94.1. Hi, I'm Sherry McCants, and I'm a certified nutrition coach with LifeWave. Are you sick and tired of taking pills? I want to introduce you to a stem cell patch that activates your own stem cells to a younger, healthier state. Contact me today for a free consultation by emailing me at smcants49 at gmail.com. You're listening to the Definitely Holly Show, not maybe, but Definitely Holly on News Talk STL 1019 and 941. As I mentioned earlier in my show today, just be sure you're following uh, the podcast version of my show, which is available on NewstalkSTL.com. You just look up Definitely Holly, or you can go to your favorite podcast platform like Apple or Spotify, and you can look up the Definitely Holly Show. Look for my Definitely Holly logo, and you will find it there as well. But we appreciate you tuning in each and every Saturday evening at 5 p.m. to listen to the Definitely Holly Show. So through the show, I've been talking a little bit um, about just modern day culture and society, uh, the globalists that run the world. And I have a guest on the phone and we're going to talk more about all these subjects as well as artificial intelligence um, and just the decline in self-reliance nowadays and the decline in uh, being self-sufficient as individuals, the way we should be. So I have Dan on the phone. Dan, he is out of St. Charles, Missouri. He is a bricklayer superintendent superintendent with George McDonald and Sons. And he is a 25-year member of the Bricklayers, a local one in St. Louis. Welcome, Dan. Hey, how are you, Holly? Thank you for having me. Doing great. How are you doing? Really nice. Uh, really good. It's very beautiful outside today. It is. I hope it's a great rest of the weekend. So looking forward to the good weather. So as I mentioned Absolutely. before, um, you know, we've been talking about all these different subjects on my show, or I have at least. And so we had a really good conversation the other day. We were talking on the phone and, you know, something sparked in me like, hey, we need to take this conversation and put it right into the Definitely Holly show and share with the listeners about the different subjects and topics that we discuss because there are things that are just so important that people really need to hear. And maybe it's things that people are maybe already aware of or know, but they just don't think about it because of how busy we are in life, which is another subject I talked about earlier in the show too. So as we know, today's world is obviously run by a very small group of globalists. And if, you know, a good place to start is just looking up the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. You'll find out a lot of info right there. Uh, the world is run by very rich uh, corporate uh, or very rich corrupt corporations and by a lot of corrupt government officials as well. We know that human trafficking is, you know, the world's largest business. And we know that a lot of corrupt, uh, evil uh, United States officials are involved with that as well. And we just have, you know, God not being the center of people's lives. So we have a lot of chaos and just evil in this world. We have a huge mental health problem. We have the indoctrination in the school systems. And we have mind control that's still going on. Look up MK Ultra. You know, children and people, we have uh, people that just don't even, you know, they believe that they can change their biological makeup, their biological body to become the opposite uh, gender. We also have a huge absence of self-reliance, uh, self-sufficient individuals, and we have a lack of respect and discipline as well. We obviously have technology taking over the world, which is that really a good thing? And people are not prepared nowadays. They can't do things themselves. We need to get back to that place where we are self-reliant. We are self-sufficient. And most importantly, we have to be aware of the spiritual battle that we're currently in because the enemy is showing up in a lot of different ways. What do you think about all that? <laughs> wow. Well, let's start. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I would say, why don't we start with cell phones? Yes. Obviously, everyone everyone has one. Yes. So we were talking about cell phones mm-hmm. and how, how cell phones have taken 
so many things out of our households and how many jobs have been lost because of cell phones, because now your cell phone's your alarm clock, it's your laptop, it's your computer. Any, you can do pretty much anything from it. You can even order food. So rather than your kid riding his bike to go to McDonald's to get a cheeseburger, he's just going to hit the app and they're going to bring it to his house. Exactly. Exactly. And so we had mentioned, too, when we were talking just about, you know, we both grew up grew up with, um, you know, like the, the flip phones we grew up. But we grew up also with like, you know, the cord phones. We were literally like you can only go so far from the wall because it's attached to the cord. So, you know, you had to use those phones. And now we have all these tracking devices. But what was funny about the cord phones is you know, your parents could be like in the other room, like listening, like picking up the phone and they can listen in on the line, you know, to make sure, you know, you're, you're okay and not getting into anything bad. <laughs> Cause my mom used to do that. <laughs> right. Now they can take a picture in seconds. Exactly. Exactly. And, and then like we talked about Snapchat and that, that's, that's just another form of technology that really, you know, gives way for, for human trafficking and for individuals to form relationships right. with really bad people, AKA traffickers. And you just, you never know. And even the people like online, like I just remember growing up too, um, like the AOL chat rooms, even that was bad because you had no idea who you're talking to, who the person is on, on the other side of the computer. Right. Absolutely. So all these different things, but I think one of the main things of, of all this technology is just the tracking devices. And we, we saw, we, we've seen this throughout, you know, throughout the years too, of just the government tracking individuals. But also on the reliance of yes. the cell phone. Yes. How so? If you Explain take away that. a cell phone, no one, they don't know what to do with themselves. Mm-hmm. They, they, they keep their money on it. They, they have all their contacts. They don't know phone numbers anymore. You know, when I was a kid, I remembered everybody's phone number. I don't know anybody's phone number now. I'm just as bad, but I'm a product of our own creation. So explain that, because that's something that you mentioned to me. Um, I have it written down to you. So a product of our own creation. What does that mean? I, I believe that means that every generation makes it easier for the next generation. And that's actually, that's the truth. We strive to make our kids have an easier life so they didn't have to go through the things that we went through. But honestly, some of those things we went through, we needed to go through. Absolutely. If you shelter your child and don't, and you don't have your child go out and say, cut a yard to make some extra money or to, you know, tell them to go, go to the store, ride your bike to the store and get it, get it yourself. They don't do that anymore. Right. So basically, we're creating, you know, a young generation of kids who uh, current day generations who are not self-reliant and they're literally. Yeah. And they're unable to live on their own. And they, you know, they get everything either handed to them or done for them. So they're really missing out on crucial uh, learning and skill sets. Right. Because you there are some. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. So you had mentioned too, you know, about just everything, you know, getting handed to most people. So talk a little bit more about that. And, you know, I know that you didn't get everything handed to you. No, it it was a good thing. My parents, they gave us a set allowance. And if we wanted something extra, we had to go work for it. And we went out, we cut grass, we shoveled driveways, we hustled, we hustled as kids. And now as adults, we know if if we get short on money or if we're having problems, we know that we can go out there and do other things. Right. A lot of kids, a lot of people are limited to one thing, and they settle with this one thing their whole life. And say uh, you were at a factory and you were a specialist in this one, one uh, uh, machine, per se, and your job was taken by a robot. <laughs> And they have no other openings at the factory and you're down the road. Well, now you have nothing. You, you never explored possibly carpentry or just anything, computer programming, anything. You never tried to improve your life to have a secondary possibility income. Absolutely. 
I mean, and then, um, you know, just nowadays, like myself, like I have multiple things that I'm involved with, not just one. And in today's society, you almost have to, you know, if you really want to make it and you really want um, to get the most out of life. And like you said, like, you know, you're not a person who settles, then you almost have to do that. But how did that make you so growing up and, you know, not getting everything handed to you and having to work for money as, you know, a child, a teenager growing up? How did that help shape you into the person you are today? I had to put myself out there. You know, like I said, I would cut grass, um, shovel driveways. Well, eventually I got a little older and I got into bigger and better things. You know, uh, baby building stuff or helping at people's houses and different things, learning other things, not being afraid to learn things. Right. And opening my mind. And honestly, that that's where you pick up most of your things is when someone's willing to teach you. Yes. So keep, I think the advice, you know, I want to tell people is like what I say in all my, all my episodes in my show, always learn, always have a hunger to learn and put yourself out there and put yourself in, in different situations and have different experiences and get out of your comfort zone, but always learn and don't settle. Keep learning, keep adding on to your skill set. Absolutely. Cause we're all, we're all, we're all a project. Yes. And if, if you, if you stop and you just settle and you get comfortable, your life's going to go by and you're not going to be happy. You're going to be bored and miserable. Yes, absolutely. I just remember, it also, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. But it, it also helps with mental health, knowing yes. that you have that extra skill. You have that secondary job. Oh, for, for sure. Especially like you don't have to experience the anxiety of, you know, if you lose this job to AI or, you right. know, or what, whatever it is, you know, you have that, that something else to fall back upon, or you have another skill set that you can offer, you know, another job, or maybe you decide to start your own business and use right. your skill sets and talents that, you know, that God gave you. But yeah, it, absolutely. it definitely helps. And it's so refreshing to hear people that, you know, have, have had to work for things that they want in their life and they didn't get things handed to them. Because when I was in high school, I went to Francis Howell high school uh, out by Bush wildlife. And I saw this firsthand. I mean, I, when I went to high school, I never got anything handed to me. You know, my parents made me work. I started um, my first job by the time I believe like 13, 14 years old, I was coaching a swim team. I was, I was giving swim lessons because that was my background. I was a competitive swimmer. And so I know you had said, too, just talking in conversation that, you know, you started working for um, from like a young age as well. Uh, yes. Uh, my neighbor down the street used to cut grass. And I believe I started right when I was 13. But I also helped around the office when I was a kid. Doing uh, cutting grass or stacking bricks, odd jobs. Right. Always kept me moving. But I was one of those kids. I had to be moving. Yeah. Same here. And it just, it makes you more appreciative about life um, and just appreciate the things in life that, that you get rather than just having everything handed to you. Because the guy I was dating in high school all four years, I mean, he got every, he was very, very different lifestyle than me. You know, we, we grew up comfortable, but again, we had to work for everything, including my high school car. I bought myself with my own money working for it. Whereas when he got his, you know, brand new Mustang, you know, mommy and daddy bought it for him along with all his friends. And then they took those brand new cars and they went down to Hall Street and, you know, raced them and crashed them. And then they just got handed a new car. Oh, crashed that one. Oh, well, mommy and daddy buy you a new one. <laughs> right. Mom and dad can't be there forever. Just right. remember that. Yes. And then what do you do when you grow up? You you just you're not self-reliant. You're not self-sufficient. You just you have these these, um, you know, this this skills in you, not skills, but you have this like this expectation in you that you're going to turn to the government or turn to your parents. And it doesn't work like that. Not at all. I want you to explain something else that's interesting. So you had mentioned um, a friend of yours came over to your house one time and told you, Dan, everyone is moving forward, but you're moving backwards. Talk about that a little bit. Well, I think he's referring to all the animals I have. <laughs> and I kind of live on a small farm. Mm -hmm. um, I have a well, so I'm not, I don't have public water. 
That's awesome. I have a septic. Um, but also my animals, they, they're there for a purpose. Not only, you know, obviously do I love animals and most of them, all of them are rescues, but they're there for a purpose and they can be used. Yes. Not, not for their lives, but for what they can produce. Absolutely. Right. And I think that's that I love that quote and what you told me, because I think in life, you know, especially nowadays, in order to if you really want to move forward in life and you're you're very serious about that, and not settling and doing everything you can to better yourself. If you really want to move forward, you have to almost move backwards in order to move forward. That's right. Because and sometimes setting. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Taking a step back from technology yep. and taking some things out of your life that you can do without, right. is, it, it could be really eye-opening because you can just start from there, start small. Yes, because so many everybody's the, everyone's wife. Sorry, everyone is so involved in social media and, and being on their phone so much that they're not even looking around what's going on around them. They're not, they don't pay attention. There's, there's so many great things out there but they're so addicted to these phones and Facebook and the rest of them. It controls everything. Absolutely. And again, like we're losing so many common skills. I mean, all these common skills are now lost. Like, you know, more people should get back to farming. More people need to focus on what it means, hard work and appreciate the work that you put in and what you get out of it. You know, not be scared to get dirt on your hands and learn how to right. do things. And if you don't know how to do it, then teach yourself. You know, when I grew up, my parents are divorced. You know, no one taught me how to take care of my car. So I taught myself. I went to YouTube and I taught, I looked up, you know, how to take care of my car, the different fluids, the different, you know, how to clean my battery, everything just to prolong the life of the battery, how to change my brakes, how to change my tires. I learned all that myself. But those are things you have to do if you're not taught or else you're going to be very lost in life, especially if something right. really bad were to happen. I was lucky enough to have a father that taught me when he would do a job, he would take me and show me what he was doing. He would explain to me why he was doing what he was doing. And I learned a lot from him that way. And there's, there's just not a lot of guys out there, parents, men yes. that teach their kids that way. And Honestly, I, I don't think a lot of the men these days know how to do a lot of things. You're right. Sorry to veer off subject, but. No, and, and you're very fortunate. We need more of that. Again, just, just learning firsthand by, by seeing how to do something. You can pick up on those skills as well, which that's very important. Right, and you still can learn as an adult. Just because right. you graduated high school, you graduated college, you, you've got your job. Why not go, go, go for more? Go for the gold. Go for dreams. Exactly. I love it. We're going to continue this conversation in a few minutes. You're listening to The Definitely Holly Show on 1019 and 941. Who has the best burger around town? Who has 19 TVs, four pool tables, five dartboards, and three golden tea machines? Who is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week? Who has live music every Saturday night? Check it all out at twoshamrockspublichouse.com. That's Two Shamrocks in O'Fallon, Missouri. Plus, the owners, Tim and Mel, are pretty awesome. Two Shamrocks Public House. Online at twoshamrockspublichouse.com. You're listening to the Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL 1019 and 941. I'm so excited because we've been talking just a lot, lot talking a lot of uh, different subjects today. Really good subjects and topics that more people need to be aware of and more people need to uh, think about. Just, just awareness in general. Now I have Dan on the phone. He's out of St. Charles, Missouri. And again, we've been talking about anything from, you know, the globalists running the world to just um, technology, um, artificial intelligence, technology taking over the world, how we have a huge mental health problem going on in today's society and mind control. And just getting back to a place where we can be more self-reliant and more self-sufficient as individuals. And sometimes that actually means in order to move forward, you have to move backwards sometimes in order to really move forward in life. 
So Dean and I have been talking about all these things, but I want to bring up another um, another point. So I know that you're you have a Native American heritage as well, Dan. And yes. yeah, so I'm very proud of my Native Native American heritage, and I I really believe that you know our Native American ancestors had it right before the Europeans tried to destroy their way of life. Now I found this really cool video. It's of um, just a modern day Cherokee. His name is Dan Standing Deer. That's his name. Um, and he just shares some advice that I think everyone needs to really listen to because, again, technology can be good in some aspects of life, but too, ma- too much technology is actually a bad thing. So let's go ahead and take a listen to this. We were totally self-sufficient and that everything we obtained came from the earth. It all went back to the earth and it was simply a continuous cycle. They grew, or killed, or made what they needed. Stone axes, clay pots, clothes from the skin of a rabbit or deer, mats woven from grass. But all this changed when the Europeans arrived. They brought steel knives and steel axes, brightly colored beads, ribbons, and clothes, and they brought guns. The Cherokee wanted this technology, Metal was stronger and more durable than stone. A gun was more deadly than a bow and arrow. But this technology came with a heavy price. So with the coming of the white man and his materials and his supplies, we we became dependent upon him. And because it seemed easier, it seemed less work, it made life easy. But it also made us weak. And... As time passed, it became that no longer were we free and self-sufficient. We depended on the materials from the Europeans. So that obviously was a lot of information, but wasn't that cool? I mean, that's just, you know, just a Cherokee Indian. His name, again, is John Standing Deer. And he just explains from firsthand experience how, you know, the Cherokees over time you know, they were no longer free or self-sufficient. They depended on modern-day technology and the Europeans, which essentially made them weak. That's right. They, they came, they started wearing their clothing. They changed their, their, home, their homes mm-hmm. to religion. Completely changed everything who they were. They took their land right. and their beliefs. Right. And so the Native Americans, you know, they depended entirely on the plants and animals for their own survival. And that's that's the way it should be. And when they killed an animal, you know, it was to clothe and feed their family. And literally all life is sacred to them, as it is with myself and I'm sure for you as well. But all life is sacred. And they gave thanks. They all, you know, always thanking God for everything. And you would literally use every part of the animal that you would kill. So when you kill the deer, you ate all the meat all the meat, and then you made the skin into the clothing, into your clothing to keep warm. And they even turned the bones into knives and sewing needles. Nothing was wasted. They were appreciative, and they were hard workers, but they always used everything. You know, and they they appreciative, again, thankful of everything, and they never letting anything go to waste. And that is just, that's so awesome because, again, that's what self-sufficiency, that's what being self-sufficient is just all about. That's right. And they came and they wiped out all the buffalo. Right. Exactly. And that's, they, they killed all the buffalo, and that's how they starved them out, and that's how they brought them to their knees, and that's why they finally got to put them on the reservations. Right. And just, They went through and massacred buffaloes, so they had no food yeah. to get through the winter, no clothing. That's, it's terrible it's pure evil which we see again just through um modern day modern government but um it's just again just going back to this self-sufficient and being self-reliant having that type of lifestyle and there's so many people out there like we were talking about before who are just they're glued to their cell phones they're glued to technology it's like they without technology they would not know how to live what do you do if you're you know a teenager and you get your stuck out, I don't know, you get lost in the woods or something, you're hiking or something happens, you get lost in the woods. These these kids, these these uh, young 
teenagers, they wouldn't even know how to build a fire. They wouldn't know how to survive the night. No, I think it would more getting lost. I, I don't think many teenagers going for go for walks in the that's park and, in the woods anymore. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. But if <laughs> if that were to happen, then <laughs> yeah, hypothetically speaking. <laughs> but I mean, when we were growing up, um, you know, my my mom always pushed us outside. We were always, you know, encouraged to play with the neighbor kids. You know, walk around the neighborhood you know, play games outside, not just sit, like play and move and do and socialize. And now these kids, it's, they're getting away from those skill sets because they're sitting in front of a computer, they're sitting in front, you know, playing video games or whatever, or they're talking to people online that they don't even know. Right. So you can have their identity stolen. It goes on and on. But again, they should be outside. They should be on their bikes. They should be on their skateboards. They should be playing football. But None of them do. They, like you said, they all sit inside on their phones, glued to their phones, or they're playing their, their Xbox or their PlayStation rather than going outside and making friends. Exactly. Rather than their friends, their digital friends for the most part. Exactly. And how does that, in your opinion, how does that really, um, I mean, how does that affect those individuals, you know, from instead of, you know, doing these things instead of going out and playing outside and socializing with their friends? How does that affect that they, person? I, they don't like that. It turns them into antisocial. Mm-hmm. You're, if you're just used to speaking to somebody through a phone or through a computer or uh, a gaming system and you're not physically speaking to them, it, it turns you into antisocial. You're not interacting with someone face-to-face. Right. And over time, you can lose that. Exactly. And I think, I don't know about you, but I think that was one of the main objectives uh, with the globalists, because in my um, opinion, due to a lot of research I've done, I very much so believe that COVID-19 was a planned demic. It was planned because these globalists, the small group of people who run the world, they carefully uh, pre-plan everything in life. They know exactly what's going to happen and who and when. And, you know, this was um, planned to, you know, contribute to the increase of our, you know, collective dependence on digital technologies. And then also, you know, hurting um, just social, being social, uh, isolating the kids, you know, from school and just isolating people in general and making them more dependent on technology and even like getting into our personal lives and increasing uh, surveillance. I think that's another thing, too. Absolutely. The surveillance... They're watching us everywhere. Where do you stop? There's cameras. There's there's apps on your phone. They know everything about you. Right. So what's your opinion then about overall um, the artificial intelligence that's going on? You know, just like artificial intelligence robots, they're becoming more smarter, more dexterous. Um, and I, you know, it's true that the same task will require fewer humans in the future because of these. Um, because of this technology and the robots. Right. And just look, the self-driving car, it's coming. Yeah. It's, so, so now that generation of kids aren't going to know how to drive a car, they're going to get in a vehicle and tell a, whatever, the car, to take them someplace. They're not going to know how to get there on their own. Right. So now they don't know how to drive a car. Another skill set that they're losing, missing out on. Right. Right. If, if, you're, if you're depending on a self-driving car, how are you going to get anywhere if you need to go somewhere maybe that you don't want anybody to know about necessarily like it was something bad, but what if you, what, what if you just wanted to go somewhere and, and chill for a couple of days or something? You can't. They're going to know right where you're at at all times. Exactly. 100%. Tell us a little bit about, too, so you had mentioned to me that um, you were talking with um, your bricklayer organization, and you made a very uh, positive suggestion to the organization about making individuals actually come in person to apply to jobs. I think that having, having a contractor come in and physically see an applicant mm-hmm. is... Oh, hold on a second. I lost me. 
<laughs> having, having the applicant come in and the contractor can physically see the applicant mm-hmm. and vibe with the applicant rather than the applicant just call and come and fill an application. If you know that you want to hire somebody, why not see that person face to face? Why not bring them in and have several where you can go and, and maybe the first guy isn't for you, but maybe the second guy is. But that first guy is for somebody else. Right. You get to see the, you get to see the people firsthand. And you get to see how they are and how they act. If they showed up on time, too, if they're early exactly. or late. Yeah, or... Exactly. So you, you've made an appointment to show up. Okay. Did you show up on time? That says everything. If you showed up early, if you showed a minute late, how... right there, that's, that's, yeah. that, that tells you everything. First impressions. Right. And how has that affected uh, the organization and just uh, hiring different people? Um, honestly, I think that it has improved the employer employee, mm-hmm. uh, because they do, they do make a relationship, whether how big it is small, once they meet, at least, you know, who that person is a lot of, a lot of companies, they don't even know who people are that they work for. Right. So at least you've established some sort of friendship or bond by meeting that person. Yes. So I think that they would be more likely to come to that person if they had a problem to maybe talk to it rather than just quit and give up. Right. Because they have no one to talk to. So you have that, you know, human contact, that human connection, the socialization, that, that face-to-face contact. Um, and just it's valuable seeing uh, those, communi- those uh, communication skills as well. That's right. If they can't show up on time and they can't look you straight in the face or look in the eye, and uh, that says a lot. Absolutely. I had mentioned earlier in my show, I'm currently reading this book. Um, it's a book we're actually reading together um, at my church that I go to, but it's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, and it's by, by uh, John Mark Comer. And it's a really good book uh, just for all different types of people, no matter what you do or what your profession is. But I love this little quote in the book, and tell me what you think about it. So it says, about a, cent- about a century ago, technology started to change our relationship to time yet again, this time with so-called labor-saving devices. For example, in winter, you used to have to go out to the forest, risk being eaten by a wild animal, chop a tree down with an ask, axe using your bare hands, drag the tree back to your cabin, chop it into pieces, make a fire. Now, all you have to do is walk over to the thermostat on your wall, or if you have a smartphone on your phone, and push the up arrow. Warm air magically appears. We used to walk everywhere. Now we have cars to get from place to place in a hurry. We used to make all our food from scratch. Now we have takeout, like what you said to Uber Eats and everything like that delivery. We used to write letters by hand. Now we have email. And of course, our new best friend, artificial intelligence. Yet, in spite of our smartphones and uh, programmable coffee pots and dishwashers and laundry machines and toasters, most of us feel like we have less time, not more. What do you think about that? Well, I think I have to agree. Uh, it's, it's amazing that technology is taking care of us so well, but people still have no time. They have no time for their family. They have no time for their friends. And even though it's made it so easy, families still do not communicate. They don't sit down at dinner. Absolutely. And they're missing out again on the skill sets. They're missing out on those uh, relationships. They're missing out on experiences, everything. But I really like what you said in the beginning. You know, sometimes moving backwards is actually really moving forward in life. And I think sometimes in order to learn, we must first unlearn in order to really learn. And I always encourage people, always take the road less travel and dare to walk the unbeaten path because that's so important in life is to, again, Travel that road that's less traveled. Get outside your comfort zones. Do something that you're, you know, uncomfortable doing that you're going to learn from, that you're going to pick up a new skill set. You know, go to a homestead in Arkansas. I highly encourage it. I did. And and learn these skill sets of being more self-reliant and self-sufficient. Keep learning and never stop learning. I think I think people stop. They think about it, but they stop when they start to think that they're going to fail. Yes. But you really didn't fail. You learned. You just learned what to do next time. 
and maybe next time it doesn't turn out the way you thought. But now you've learned more, and the third time you might get it. But it's going to take a number of times, but you will achieve it. Absolutely. Well, we are going to wrap things up here, but how can people check out now? Um, do you guys do um, like residential work as well, or is it just? We do commercial and residential. Uh, okay. So how can people. We're a touch pointing restoration. So how can people uh, check out your company or your family's uh, company? Well, you can go to our website at georgemcdonaldandsons.com. Perfect. And um, what are some of the things that your uh, family's company does? Well, we restore right now working on a church and restoring a church. Um, we're cleaning it. Um, we're actually, we're recalking it. We're doing a little tuck morning. Uh, we're power washing it and then we're going to seal it. Okay. What about residential? Uh, we do about the same for them too. Uh, it's a big brick. It's a big brick church. So Anything to do with brick, block, or stone or precast we'll work on. We work on a lot of parking garages, too. Well, go ahead and tell people that website one more time. It's georgemcdonaldandsons.com. All right. Well, thanks, Dan. I'm glad we had you on and um, just sharing what we had talked about a few days ago. Lots of good talking points that people need to be, uh, subjects that people need to be more aware about. It was great talking to Holly. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Don't forget to check out Two Shamrocks Public House in O'Fallon, Missouri. Great food, cool drinks. They have live music every single weekend, entertainment. They have trivia nights, a really cool pool table area that you all need to check out, and more. So that's Two Shamrocks Public House in O'Fallon, Missouri. Tonight, uh, Matt Waltershield, he takes the stage at 8 p.m. He has great local talent. I actually booked him there myself. So check him out. They also have a uh, cornhole tournament on Saturday, May 6th. Now, signups will start at 12 noon, and the event goes until 6 p.m. that day. It's $50 per team, and the first and second place, um, oh, there's a first and second place payout. So make sure you check out that uh, cornhole tournament, and more information is located on the Two Shamrocks Public House Facebook page, or you can go to twoshamrockspublichouse.com. This is the Definitely Holly Show. You can find me on Facebook, Definitely Holly, official Definitely Holly on Instagram, or definitelyholly.com. This is the Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL.